0: Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello, hello,
1: everyone. Welcome to the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Podcast, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting edge mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom, their tools. So that you can move beyond fears, doubts, limiting beliefs, to heal pain, illness, and trauma. I am your host, Tanya Penny, Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Catalyst and Coach. And I'm here because I am devoted to supporting you. Supporting you to have a healthy body, a peaceful mind, a balanced life. So that you can fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and ultimate freedom. Ah, Today, we have with us the amazing Sarah Landon. And we are going to be diving in again to your divine desires. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Sarah in a moment in case you are new to her but just a reminder that this is a live call and we will be taking questions towards the end of the call today. So if you are on the webcast, which I see many of you are, you can submit your questions, preferably with your first name and your email at the bottom of the screen. If you are on the phone, you can raise your hand by hitting star two. And what we'll do is pick in some way or form (laughs) which questions and and who we're going to have on the phone today. And I will unmute you um, during that time, and that'll happen towards the end of today's call. So I first heard of Sarah when she was on the John Burgos Beyond the Ordinary show, and I just really loved, I just loved her message. I loved her energy, and so reached out to her and, and asked her to be to be part of Vibrant Body and Abundant Life and was really honored that she said yes. So Sarah is a globally celebrated transformational leader, visionary entrepreneur, spiritual teacher, and channel of the council. The council is an energetic presence of non-physical beings whose expanded awareness and higher level consciousness are guiding people to answer the profound question, who am I? Why am I here? What is my life's purpose? Together, Sarah and the Council are fueling spiritual growth and personal transformation all around the world by empowering people to reach greater levels of joy, love, health, wealth, and fulfillment in their lives. Their profound and powerful teachings have proven life-changing to countless people who have applied the wisdom to create positive change in their careers, business, relationships, bodies, and daily lives. So whether you have been on a spiritual path your entire life or you are just beginning to awaken to the power within you, an experience with Sarah and the council can indeed be described as coming home to your own truth, which is quite possibly the gift of a lifetime.
2: Oh, welcome Sarah. Oh, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I am so happy to be here, and I first heard about you as well the first time that you had John Burgos on your show, and (laughs) I saw your photo, and it was so radiant and so beautiful, and I said, I want to get to know her. She looks so fantastic, so it's it's a joy to be here with you today. I really appreciate it, and I'm so looking forward to this conversation As we were talking, just as we were starting the call, just allowing whatever wants to come through today. And when we do that, we just have the most amazing transformational calls. So I'm looking forward to being here with everybody.
1: Yay. And I think, you know, that's something that's so important, especially in 2000, moving into 2018, is that really opening to the guidance that's coming through opening to you know your soul's desires and not being afraid to just show up and um, be who you are and see what comes out right
2: <laughs> yeah exactly and the best things come out when we just are in the moment we're not trying to figure out what we're going to say next we just open our heart and allow whatever wants to come through in the highest and best good of everybody that's part of this conversation, no matter when you're listening to this, whether you're listening to the replay or you're listening live, your higher self is part of this conversation that's happening right here in this moment. And whatever is most beneficial that would serve you to hear is coming through on this call today for for you, no matter when you're listening to it. And so we, we're just sort of guiding this conversation and, and seeing what comes through, but this really is a co-creative experience for all of us, so thank you to everyone who's listening. No matter when you're listening to this, you're here with us now. Ooh, absolutely, and we've been t- it's funny. We've been
1: talking about that all week, and even that, this is, um, Meg brought up the other day that this is the 11th year, and this is the 11th week, and we know that the um, Equinox I believe this is the spring equinoxes next week. And so this is a really powerful week. And I didn't know that when I chose when to have the podcast for this month. So again, there's no coincidence um, to everyone who's here and that this is happening at this time.
2: Absolutely. It's it's no coincidence, no accidents. There's just so many amazing synergistic things going on right now. And this is I don't know about all of you, but I can tell you the energy right now is some of the most powerful energy I have ever felt. Last year was really about going within what we, I I say this sometimes because it just never ceases to amaze me how many people have sent me a message afterwards and say, you know, I have I had the same experience. But about 10 years ago, many of us started going through this incredible transformation, this falling away of this life that we thought defined us. So in 2006, 7, 8, you may have started to see your life begin to change. Either mm. maybe you had a death or a near-death experience or your own disease. In my experience, I had cancer, um, went through a divorce, changed my career, and everything that once defined me started falling away, this limited part of us, this limited piece of us that was was... Sort of all made up of who the world told us to be, and and it was a really transformational time, and often very difficult for a lot of people. A lot of people went through really tough stuff in the last ten years, and then fast forward to about 2011 and 12, something else happened, and we went through this um, deep awareness of what's possible for us when we really tune into our higher self. It was really that the call to connect to your higher self and your soul and and really develop that connection. And for a lot of us, the last 10 years has has been a very um, lonely journey at times. In order to really get clear on your truth and who you really are and why you're here and what your purpose is and what gifts you are here to give, it takes being quiet, it takes being still, it takes solitude, that's where you hear the answers. And so there's a beautiful quote by Mark, I believe it's Nepo, and he says that each person has an amazing unfathomable gift that only meeting life head on will present to you. And so we've been in this journey of really seeing what our gifts are, And it may not be something you've ever been trained to do. You may be just discovering them now. It may have been this journey over the last 10 years or five years or seven years where you really started to cultivate this awareness of a knowing that you are a healer or a teacher or a speaker or a guide or a messenger, right, or a way show or whatever really resonates Mm. with you. And so so the the solitude in the last many years has been part of the journey. It was intentional so that you could discover your gift, start really believing in your gift, and now it's time to really learn how to use it. And that requires us coming together. And in doing that, we begin to realize that we're like puzzle pieces that all fit together. We don't all have Mm. the same gift. We each have a unique gift, and you have a gift that only you can give, a role that you are here specifically to play beyond the roles that we define um, in the human experience. And now, this year, is the time when you really step up and you shine your light and you speak your truth and you live authentically, and we begin to start sharing and exchanging and using and living our gifts. And so this year is all about coming together connection uh collaboration many more live events um it's amazing that we can do these calls anywhere in the world and jump on a phone and and come together but now it's time to really look each other in the eye to be present Mm. in each other's energy and and to really open our hearts and see what wants to come through and so um this is really the reason that John Burgos and I created the great awakenings events that we have been doing in Los Angeles and live streaming all over the world. And we're so excited. Meg Benedict was our first guest and she was just absolutely mm. amazing. And they, they continue to expand from there, but to to speak specifically about this week's time, much yeah. of the, the last year or two has been really about understanding our soul's desires and being willing to allow yourself to to go with what your soul's desires are allow your soul's desires to start unfolding instead of these sort of external wants and needs that we have and that really has begun to shift into okay you understand how to hold your vibration now you understand how to get in a space of joy you understand how to speak your truth and create authentic relationships and you understand how important self-love is, those things, right? Now it's really time that we all reclaim our power and begin to live beyond fear. This time right now, this week's time, this 11th week, is all about harnessing this incredible creative energy that is asking you to claim what you want. And not from the old energy of lack and not enough, or desiring something to avoid some unwanted circumstance, it is asking you to step into your fullness, to go beyond the limited beliefs and subconscious programs about how this whole thing works here. It's asking you to step into your fullness and powerfully claim what you want because the energy right now is what is creating the momentum forward for you to step this year into really living your dreams but you've got to choose and this is more important than ever before you must reclaim your power and you must choose what you want because the universe cannot respond to you energy cannot respond to you you are directing your energy you're directing it so you have to choose and it's more important than ever and this week leading up to the solstice is the time. So I'm so happy we're having this conversation right now.
1: (laughs) You just, you just hit on so many nails, um, like on the head. I was just listening. and I'm like, Oh my God, that whole, first of all, the whole 10 year ago thing, um, it was in 2007, you know, you said around the 2005, six, Mm -hmm. seven, eight, um, it was in 2007 really when I, when I had what I would call my, um, my turning point when I was, you know, you had mm-hmm. cancer, I had multiple sclerosis, and mm-hmm. um, I was not a spiritual person, and I was not connected to myself um, at that point, but I had that, that, some would call it dark night of the soul, but that turning point, that was like, okay this is going to play out different than what everyone else is telling me. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to progress. I'm going to get better. So that whole shift, right, that you're talking about in that time frame, whether it was people's health, like it was for us. I also got divorced around that time, like you did. Mm -hmm. Um, I quit my hospital job around that time to go out on my own and do my own thing. So it's so amazing, right, to look at that and to look at the past 10 years as it's kind of been an incubation, Right, like you yeah. said, we needed that. Yeah. We needed that solitude because so many of us have been so disconnected from our true self because we've been conditioned with all this. You know, I, I don't want to call it lies, but all of the things, the old paradigms, right? The yeah. the old um, yeah. systems, the old paradigms, and so really, that's what yeah. we've been doing the past ten years is is working on shifting that, and it took solitude. Right, it took solitude. Okay. So. Um, But here this year, we are coming out and we are ready to connect with each other. And I think, you know, one of the big things I'm being called to ask you is I know that a lot of us are feeling this calling, right, to come out in a bigger way and um, to be seen and to shine our unique gifts and be who we truly are. And when you are working with your clients, Sarah, and even for yourself, you know, fear, at least for me, fear continues to come up no matter how much I work on shifting it. So what are some things I know that people listening are like, oh, yeah, I've I've got fear. I know I'm meant to do these things. What are some things that you could share from either your experience and or working with your clients on what we can do to help move beyond that fear that could potentially hold us back this year?
2: Oh, I love that question. Thank you. This is, this is, right now, this is my favorite subject. <laughs> <And> <laughs> One I, of mine I too. thought this year would be my favorite subject. Um, <laughs> so, here's what we have to understand, right? We, we just talked about how we were in this kind of place of solitude. We were, we were sometimes, really, you know, I was pretty comfortable. You know, I went from, um, I was in the corporate world previously. The council calls it the limited system. And they say Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, but just be aware that it's the limited system, not just the corporate world, but uh, our our whole, you know, what some people call third-dimensional way of being, whatever you want to call it, where you sort of define yourself by, yeah, yeah, exactly, and and sort of defining yourself by your job and your credit score and the car you drive and the house you have and, (laughs) um, you know, all those things, right? There's nothing wrong with it, and there's no judgment ever. It's just, it's limited. It's not reflecting back to you the unlimited part of you, and it, it, it's not. It, it's there's belief there that all say you're limited, that that you're not unlimited, you're not limitless, you're not that powerful, you don't have the power over your own life, right? So that's why it's sort of the limited system. But here's what we have to understand. So anytime you have a new desire, a new dream, something new that you want, something new that you're going after. You are going to call your greatest fears to the surface when you start moving in a new direction, when you start taking momentum in a new direction. If you want a new relationship, if you want a new body, if you want a new job, if you want more money, if you want to go out and start speaking, if you want to write a book, if you have healing gifts and you want to start sharing them, especially if you're going from an environment where... Not a lot of people in your world are having these conscious conversations about spirituality and awakening and life purpose and living your calling, right? You, in my case, I was an executive in the technology world. I'd been in corporate America for almost 16 years and I wore a business suit and went to an office and traveled around the world and, you know, was in business meetings with Fortune 2000 companies all day long. So if somebody would have told me when I was living that life that I was going to be on on these television shows channeling a group of beings called the council, I would have told them they were crazy. I would have said, "No, first off, no thank you." And uh, and, and it was crazy. That's I, there was no possible way. There was no possible I couldn't even see it for myself. I laugh at this sometimes because my dad said you know, Sarah, when did you decide you wanted to do this channeling thing? And I'm like, you know, I laughed laugh and I said, Dad, I still haven't decided that I want to do this. This is who I am. It's, it's what's coming through me. It's, it's my calling. I can't not do it. And whatever it takes, I have to do it. You know, I just, it's that visceral for me in my body. But But yes. let me tell you, I had to walk through my greatest fears to even move in the direction of being in the transformational world, being a, a spiritual teacher and a channel, I I had to walk through my deepest fears that I never would have had to look at even if, if I didn't move in this direction. So anytime, no matter who you are, when you have a new dream or desire, it's going to call your deepest fears to the surface, and that's really good. Because when they are in the light, when you let them come to the surface and that they're no longer hiding out in the dark, they don't have the same control over you. The Mm -hmm. hardest part about releasing your fear is letting it come to the light and taking a look at it and seeing what it's trying to show you. And and I'm not going to say have a relationship with it, but don't deny it. Don't suppress it. Let it come up. Where did that belief come from?
1: Where did it yeah, come from? I, well, and I think too, Sarah. You know, it's it's so important that you said that. No matter, it's not like once we move through it, it's gone forever. It's like, and I have this. I've had the same experience. Anytime I do something new or bigger, uh, be seen or heard in a bigger way, yeah, my my fears come up again. And yeah. You know, like you said, it's it's about you know if you deny them or try to stuff them down, um, it's not like they don't still affect you.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. So it's,
1: so it's just like this act of like letting, like you said, letting them come up and be with them, and and where did they? Yeah, and they might not even be yours. Um, yeah,
3: honestly, they're, they're right? they might not be your yours. parents or somebody
1: else's.
2: <laughs> well, here's a very interesting um, study that was done. There are only, you can look this up online. It was, it was recently posted on CNN.com as well. We are only born with two innate fears. There are only two innate fears that you're born with. One is the fear of falling and the other is the fear of loud noises. I, just and I don't heard know about it. you, <laughs> but uh, neither of those things were ever the fears that kept me from my truth or getting out of a bad relationship or leaving a job I didn't like right those were not the problem <laughs> everything else every other fear that you have is learned you picked it up along the way and you probably learned it well you didn't probably more than likely uh, you learned it in a very highly emotional experience in your life and it may have and here's what here's what we don't understand about fears we think well but I never had a highly emotional experience about this thing that I fear. And and here's my favorite example of this. I was not born to be afraid of sharks. I might have thought that they were kind of ugly looking, but uh, I, we weren't born to be afraid of them. But when I was a child, I watched the movie Jaws. And I was so emotionally involved in the movie, and it scared me so bad that I have an, a, a fear of sharks that every time I go in the water and I'm bobbing on the surface, I am thinking about Jaws. Now, the difference oh, wow. is if I go scuba diving, I do not have that same association in my brain. They, nobody was scuba diving in the movie Jaws and got eaten by a shark. It, it was the people that were bouncing on the surface, right? So that was a highly emotional experience where I created a belief that I made my truth and, and it is programmed in my subconscious mind To have a fear of sharks. So the other way that we, that we create beliefs and fears is through highly, highly emotional experiences that do happen to us. Right. And oftentimes it is an experience that you have as a child, maybe with a teacher or a parent or, or someone in an authority role or, um, maybe even a a sibling, but it is such a highly emotional experience in that moment that you create such a strong belief and it gets stored in your subconscious mind. And, and it's so strong, this belief that you literally make it your truth. Let me give you an example of this because it, it was, this is everything that has been up for all of my clients. Every session with me or the council, this is what's going on right now is really returning to a place of innocence within you in the moments where you lost your power mm-hmm. or learned to be powerless as a child, and in those moments that, that you felt powerless or like a victim, you created a fear. And and you started to believe that you were limited, that you were powerless, that you were a victim to your life circumstances. And there's awful things that have happened to people in their life experiences, and you can certainly understand where some of these very deep beliefs come from, but they're not happening now. But every time we go back into that memory, into that subconscious belief, our body thinks it is happening now. And your body will literally respond, the cells in your body, to that fear, and it will feel like you're dying. It will feel like you're, you're powerless. And so, when we, we, we have the opportunities to really reclaim our power in all of those moments. And so, we, I, I've had the conversation for many years about reclaiming the power over your life and subconscious beliefs and programs and fears, but this is different. This really is a different conversation we're having right now because we are different we we are living at a much higher vibration. There's There's Mm. a far greater level of consciousness involved. We know how to hold our vibrations now without getting stuck in the dark, right? Or in these low, heavy, dense vibrations for long periods of time. Our bodies have acclimated to living at higher vibrations. And so a lot of us are finding ourselves right now going back into these loops, which is really what happens in your brain when you form a limiting belief or you form a subconscious program or a fear, it literally creates a loop in your brain. And, and your life experience reflects this loop back to you. So if you are struggling with health issues, if you are experiencing the same old relationship patterns, or you keep having the same fight within your existing relationship, um, if, if you're having money issues, if you're feeling depressed, or you're struggling with any type of addiction, That is all reflecting back to you that somewhere in your subconscious mind, you believe you are powerless over your life, Mm -hmm. and it is an opportunity for you to reclaim your power and to take back the power over your life. But this is what we have been exploring here in this human experience, and there's no judgment. Not when you've been a victim and not when you've, you've, you've used control and manipulation to have power over another. We've all done it. We have all experienced feeling powerless and we have all explored and played with taking other people's power. And there's no judgment. But when we come to this place where we are conscious and aware of why we have done this without any judgment, and we begin to move forward consciously choosing to connect to our own power and claim our own power and have the courage to see our fears and our limiting beliefs, we can begin to transform these negative patterns into living more consciously and lovingly and aligned with our power. And that's really what we're being asked to do right now. We're really being asked to do that at this time. And so if you're, if you all of a sudden have someone or a memory or something that's come up that's from a couple of years ago or a year ago, it could be even longer, maybe an old relationship, maybe an old, um, work situation or money situation or health thing. It's really a loop that is coming back around because it's asking you to let this fear come to the light so that it can be released. And in doing so, we have to reprogram our subconscious mind, and it's not that hard. You can always tell what's going on in your subconscious mind by what you're dreaming about.
1: Oh yeah, by what's showing up and I've been having, and I've been. It's interesting that you, you bring up dreams, Sarah, because I have noticed over the past week, probably the past few weeks, but even in the past week, mm-hmm. they've gotten more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, they've gotten yep. more intense for sure. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I love how you said, because I think this is so important, that that self-acceptance, um, no matter what comes up, right, that, that non-judgment, that because um, I think, too, when we judge our, our fears, when we judge our mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is that we're afraid of or that's holding us back, yeah. that's one of the things that really can keep us stuck there. So I love that, you know, opening, opening to that non-judgment and accepting, um, we're talking about fears right now, the fears that you find, but really any part of you. And um, I also love how you said it can be simple because I think for so long, we've also been conditioned to believe that these things are going to take a long time to clear Mm -hmm. and that it's going to be really hard. And I think that that is, I believe that that is no longer true. I'm choosing to believe that that is no longer true.
2: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it it may have been true at one time, but where we are energetically now, the vibration that we're in, like I was saying, the vibrations our body are in, our awareness around vibration, and this collective here, the the collective energy of everybody who's part of this conversation and who, who who is doing this work and really um focused on this level of consciousness in their life it, are holding a vibration and, and positively contributing to raising the vibration such that this transformation is so much easier for people. I truly believe that transformation can be loving and, and harmonious. And even I'm seeing now that it that can be, it can be so much faster than ever before. And it's because of the vibration that we're at now. It's a phenomenal thing, but it, it takes courage. It really does take some courage and patience, which is one of the things that I, I don't tend to have a lot of. You know, Me neither, sister. Uh, it's like, let's go, you know. Let's do fun. this. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's get on with it.
1: Let's get on with the show. Exactly. We've got things to do here. <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. And I'll just, you know, I'll share my experience with this because I often find that I go through – uh Whatever is coming in, in an upcoming course, I end up having to process through it myself and all of Me my too. stuff around it. Oh. Yep. And so this really started about a month ago, and I, and I sort of had three loops that came back around, but they were all different, and they were all relationships from my past. And one was a friend, one was a, a man I was in a relationship with for many years, and one was a business associate of mine. And I... I don't. I didn't have peace and closure in those relationships, and there was still some fear that would come up in me whenever I would go back to thinking about those relationships. And so they all came back around <laughs> at the same time and mm. forced me to respond differently, forced me to go into the fear, what was my biggest fear? And it forced me to process them. And, and here's the interesting thing in all three of those situations, I actually cleared it up energetically in my own field before I ever had a conversation with that person. I was not looking to them to help me fix and resolve and come to peace. And, and, Uh, It was a total internal process. And I think this is going on for all of us right now that, you know, in, in one of those relationships, I, I literally couldn't get to the place where I felt good about seeing a picture of that person. Every time I saw a picture of that person, I, I just was like, Ooh, you know, I I don't want to look at that person. Like I had stuff there and and I just said, okay, I want to see whatever this. This is all about me. I know when I'm pointing the finger at another, there are three fingers pointing back at me. <laughs> if you just, I love that. Take your finger and you try to point it at someone. Smack dab yeah. pointing at you are three fingers pointing back at you. So I knew it was all about my work that I had to do, and I really had to sit in it. And what happened um, with with one of them, just, the, it, the same thing happened with all three, but one was extremely powerful. After I had gone through it and gone through it and gone through it and I got to the place and I did the work, it took me about a week, Um, and and just what is this trying to show me? Where is this fear coming from? What is my greatest fear? And I asked myself, what is my greatest fear? And what came up for me was humiliation.
3: Hmm.
2: But somehow um, this person had humiliated me or could humiliate me, um, could twist everything between us and, and that I would feel humiliated. And then what would happen? Well, then I, then other people would stop loving me or Uh, I wouldn't be loved or I wouldn't be safe. Um, Mm. you know, and another one what really came up is that I didn't matter at the core of like the deepest fear there was that I didn't matter or I didn't belong but the experience I had with this person was that um, that who I was and what I did didn't matter and that and that I felt like I didn't belong and and I when I got say to that that place, a lot of people
1: I just want to add too I think those are really common ones so everybody listening like really really take note of that. I think most of us have been humiliated or embarrassed, and mm-hmm. that's a big one for a lot of us that could be. Potential hold us back, as well as the "I'm not important" um, and yeah. a version of that "I'm not good enough."
2: Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Those can really and that hold going us to back from our
2: desire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that
1: enough belief. Yeah. They say that's the most common one in the world: mm-hmm. the, um, the "I'm not enough" yeah. belief.
2: I'm not enough. Yeah, and you know I see this too so many times when we go in. Most of our fear, if you notice this, here's an interesting thing about fear. So if we're in the now moment, if we're really present in the now moment, which is where all of our power is, if I'm really in the now moment, I don't have any fear. If I'm thinking about the past, I also don't really have any fear. I always tell this sort of interesting story like I have a – whenever I'm in the past, I sort of have this – on one side of me, I have like a defense attorney That is always fighting on my behalf, defending (laughs) me about how anytime I go into an old story or an old relationship or an old memory from the past, I have this amazing, like the world's best defense attorney sitting on one side of my shoulder saying, you know, every reason why I was completely innocent in the whole deal and that it's all someone else's fault. Right. Mm -hmm. And and then on the other side is the prosecutor, which is like. This, per, this, this prosecuting attorney on the other side of my shoulder in my, when I go into my stories about my past is, is literally persecuting this other person for everything they did wrong and, and, and picking out everything they did wrong. And sometimes I just have to say, like, stop it. Like, and so when you go back into these old memories, you're really more of defending and, and prosecuting. You're not really in mm. fear. All of our fears. Wow. is in the future. All of our fear is when we are not living in the now moment and we are worried about the future.
1: And afraid of what's going to happen if you do X, Y, or Z.
2: (laughs) Yes. And, you know, I mean, I I do sessions with people that are like worried about the fear of what's going to happen 20 years from now that they, Hmm. they didn't have children. And so They're going to end up old and alone in a nursing home and no one's taking care of them and they're going to be alone, have no home, no money, nothing, no one to take care of them 20 or 30 years from now. And so that is robbing you of your joy in this moment, your happiness in this moment, your connection to others in this moment, your peace in this moment, your abundance that you have in this moment, right? So fear is all about the future. When you are out ahead of you worried about the future of what you think is going to happen, by the way, which never happened. I would venture to tell, you know, and I shouldn't even say, this, but you know, is there any fear you had that actually happened? I, I can't think of any. I actually cannot what? think of a fear that I, I, had I did have that a fear happened to me. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think you're totally right. I think 90, I think, I've read before, like 90% like of what you worry about yeah. or fear never yeah. happens. And, yeah. You, yeah, I would say it's true for me, too. Um, I do remember one fear that happened, and that was that I was going to be called, like, a fake and a fraud. And, mm. you know, someone mm-hmm. just totally ripped me apart on Facebook. Yeah. and Yeah. But but the the beauty in that was, here's the deal. If you are going to speak your truth and whatever you're guided to speak or do, right, on the planet, not everyone's Mm -hmm. going to agree with you. Not everyone's going to like what you say. So, you know, even when things do happen, our worst fears might happen rarely, but they might. And it still is a beautiful, uh, learning and growth opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I I believe.
2: Yeah. I believe for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's the interesting thing about speaking your truth, because we just recently did a course on this and, uh, the council brought through the most profound, uh, it, this was hugely transformational for me, and I'll share it about speaking your truth. You, you cannot speak your truth unless you are aligned with truth, which is always aligned with love. And so to really speak your truth, you, you must be in your heart. You must have an open heart. And from that space, you don't need anything from anyone you don't need someone to agree with you. You don't need someone to approve of you. You don't need them to do anything. When you are really, truly aligned with your truth and you're aligned with love and yeah. and you're in your heart, everything you need is there and there's nothing outside of you. So you don't need anything. And the council, but most of us are trying to speak our truth. We say get we're approval. our truth <laughs> because we're trying to get people to approve or accept or agree or listen to us or do something, so that we will be happy because they did what we wanted them to do. But here's the, the, the really and, important piece and all that stuff. Yeah. Most of us, especially in relationships, whether it's family or uh, romantic relationships or whatever, we want to speak our truth. But if someone else is not in their heart they are not going to hear your truth anyway. If they are in their head trying to figure out why their side is right and you're in your head trying to figure out why your side is right, even if you say it really nicely, if they are not in their heart, they are not going to hear your truth. So if you are trying to get someone in your relationship to listen to you and you're going to speak your truth and you're going to say it really, really lovingly, If they are in their head or they're in fear or or they're feeling helpless or not powerful in that moment, they're not going to hear your truth anyway. Mm -hmm. You first must both be in your heart in order for them to hear you. So I think speaking your truth is really, really big right now. It's up for a lot of people and creating authentic relationships I think we're all in this place where, unless our relationships are really authentic and honor who we are, we're not interested in having them unless they're in coming from that place. And and this is a big part of it.
1: And so speaking your truth, yeah, so important. Yeah, I think relationships are one of those big things that's up this year. I've I've seen it, you know. I've seen it for myself over the years, but in a bigger way this year, and, and my clients as well. Is when you're not um, in alignment with within your relationships um, with people that can't really see or acknowledge mm-hmm. not not agree, right? But but just even see or acknowledge who you are and mm-hmm. um, accept you for who you are. That you know there might be letting go is i think letting go and moving on perhaps from some relationships this year um, i think it's going to be a big theme for a lot of people and that's and oh, that's yeah. not easy but yeah. but in order to stay in alignment with our divine or our soul our heart's desires that might be one of those things that needs to happen like when yes. you a couple years ago or whenever it happened for you and i did mm-hmm. too i left i had to leave my marriage you know even though i love yeah. that person they couldn't be with who I was, the truth of who I was. And, um, you know, so I think that's an important thing that that you touched on today, um, that came in, because I think that's one of the biggest fears is what if I be who I am, shine my light, share, you know, really share who I am from a deep, a deep heart level and I'm rejected or I'm abandoned or, you know, that person doesn't accept me or love me for who I am. And it's, you know, we, we're going to get to the point where, um, we have to say, well, that's okay. Well, that's, that's okay. That's your choice. And that means I'm probably going to need to move on to honor myself and, um, what yeah. I'm here to do and who I'm here to be on the planet. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, I think this is important to just mention because I can, it, we're, we're very much in alignment on this. Um, I left a a relationship with a man I was with for almost six years, a little over five years, and I loved him dearly. There was nothing wrong. He was not abusive. He was a wonderful person. He was a great father. He was a great guy. We had a lot of fun together, but it just wasn't right. We had very different values. We had very different things we wanted out of the world, and and I was not – living my truth and stepping into my power and I wasn't really living my authentic truth of my spiritual work and who I was and what he just kept reflecting back to me was that. And so I think people think, well, there's nothing really wrong with my relationship, you know, and, and that's one of the hardest things to do is to leave a relationship where, um, It's not like something is blaringly wrong. It's just not right and you know it in your soul.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't
3: feel right. But you can't put your finger
2: on it. (laughs) Yeah. And for me, it was that I always sort of felt alone. Even when we were doing something really fun, I just always sort of felt alone. And we were, you know, we, we just were living in two different worlds in a lot of ways. And so... You know this. This I like to kind of bring this back to just understanding that, um, you know, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or a family member or a work relationship, in your life, that you know we come together and and we think that we should stay together forever. You know, if you have this incredible experience with someone, you totally connect and you have this charge and it's great, and then all of a sudden it fizzles out, right? It's yeah. it's okay to understand that you're, sometimes we come together for, for a short period of time, sometimes we come together for a longer period of time, but, but just being in a space of allowing those relationships to transform and change in whatever way they do and, and holding the intention of being as loving in that as possible. But what happens is oftentimes we expand in two different directions, or one person expands over here and you don't find yourself in the same place with that person anymore. And they're not right or wrong. You're not right or wrong. You're just in a different place.
1: But no, you're not even you're not even the same. You're not even on the same chapter. You're not in the same book anymore. Right. And so it's right. You're not like, even in the course, same book. Yeah.
3: Anymore. yeah. 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 And it's okay. You've expanded.
2: And yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be incredibly emotional. It might be. But mm-hmm. you know, in your heart, you absolutely know whether you are in a relationship that is in alignment to your truth or not. I do believe that. And I think so, so Sarah. A
1: lot of people have a hard time with, um, I'm just going to bring up the, the religion mm-hmm. piece here. A lot of people, mm. you know, especially when we're talking about marriage, you know, those, those vows that you take and the whole construct around I can't break those or I'm a bad person so I should try harder to make this work. I think that's one of those things we're clearing out as well, um, at this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it felt yes. like I needed to bring yeah. that up because I know that's a big one for a lot yeah. of my people.
2: Yeah. I, um, yes, I see this a lot right now. And and I see it, um, you know, people that are in religions that uh, I, I personally, um, when I got divorced in, in 2008, you know, I, I didn't get married ever thinking I was going to get divorced. I didn't want to get divorced. Um, I didn't even really believe in divorce. And it's really hard. You know, I, I understand that. It's, I, just, I don't want to put that out there. It's really hard. And until feel you go hard. through <laughs> Until you go through <laughs> something like that and then you realize how strong you are and how resilient hmm. you are. And, and, you, and you begin to understand that, that there is this power within you that is moving you in a particular direction. And if you're going in that direction, it feels good. If you're trying to fight that direction, it doesn't feel very good. And so mm. it, it is all about getting back into this sort of flow with life. You know, our souls have the highest viewpoint, the highest perspective of what is going on in our life experience. It knows what the plan is for our life. It knows what we have chosen for our life. It knows the easiest, most effortless path to get you where you want to be. It it knows how to orchestrate things on your behalf. And when we live in alignment to that, there is a flow to our life. The path forward unfolds. Life is easy, effortless, and harmonious. Our relationships feel good. What we do each day feels good. And when we're fighting that, and I certainly did, life's difficult and it's a struggle and you feel like you have to force and effort everything. But when you let go and you go with life, it will all fall into place for you and your life will be beyond your wildest dreams. If you will have the courage to make the changes that you really know you need to make, you have the power within you. get through it and And we're also
1: always supported right by all of our i think this is a big thing for a lot of people now too who claim to be spiritual and all that is like really to connect with i call it my higher levels right and just to know that you whatever it is that you're being called to do you are going to be supported in doing that Mm -hmm.
2: you are you are and i i Sort of intentionally tested that in my life. <laughs> I, 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 it's not be careful, we talked about this earlier, it's not be careful what you ask for, it's be really clear on what you want and what you mm-hmm. want to experience. But for me, I, you, you said that, um, you, you weren't very spiritual and you weren't very connected. Well, I was very spiritual, but I was not very connected to myself. And, and I, and I wanted more than anything to know. There was this part, I, I grew up very Christian. Um, my family is still Christian and, um, and I, and I very much embrace and encourage any religion, um, that, that anybody feels good in that they feel, um, a connection with. You can still be religious and be spiritual. You can be spiritual without being religious. It, it, it they yeah. don't, they're not separate. Um, and there's many many people that are that are really starting to um to step into their truth and and they're still active in religious faiths and part of this spiritual conversation that we're having and living these these um spiritual teachings and so i wanted to know with absolute certainty that the 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 scripture in the bible that says with god all things are possible I wanted to know that with absolute certainty, and and I just I knew that was truth, that anything was possible, and I and I knew that it was truth that there there was this power greater than me that was also within me that made all those things possible, but I I wanted to dictate it. Okay, uh, I want to know that with God, all things are possible as long as I'm not inconvenienced in any way, as long as you know I don't give up. Any of my money, as long as I still make the same income, as long as I'm in I don't control. change anything about my life, as long as I am totally in control, yeah, God, you could do whatever, right? <laughs> and so uh, what I sort of experienced was coming to the end of myself. I don't know if anybody's ever had an experience of this, but I literally had to come to the end of myself. Everything that I thought defined me, the the husband, the job, the money the credit, the, you know, you name it. I, I literally just had to come to this place where it felt like I hit rock bottom. And and people ask this question to the council a lot of times. Do you have to hit rock bottom in order to um, create a new life? And they start by saying, you know, understand that there is no external force out there that is testing you. You are testing you. If you feel like the universe is testing you, God's testing you, right? You are testing you. Because you and are the co-creator. <laughs> you are the creator. You are the one directing the energy. You are the one directing your energy. And and the angels, the ascended masters, the archangels, your guides, your team, they are all in extension of you, you are directing them, and you are either directing them with clarity or you're confusing them, essentially, (laughs) or you're not asking for their help. We'll go back and talk about that, but so you do not have to hit rock bottom, but the reason many people have the experience of that is because if you have anything left in the limited world to grasp onto... You have so much resistance about not wanting to lose that thing that that resistance is what keeps you from moving in the direction that source or your soul or God is trying to guide you in. So in my situation, I was grasping so tightly to everything I did not want to lose or let go of that I had so much resistance going on that I literally had to lose and let go of those things before I I would... Surrender to and your allow guidance. myself. So, <laughs> yeah, I had to come to the end of myself. So, so let's go back to this piece really quick about, you know, you are the creator of your life. You're the one creating your life. and And the energy is responding to you, but you're directing it. The universe is responding to you, but you are directing it. And we live in a experience of free will. In this human experience that we're in, we have free will. You are so free that you can choose to believe that you're not. Hmm. You are so free to choose that you can choose suffering and sadness and grief and helplessness and powerlessness and being a victim. You are that powerful. You are creating your life with the thoughts you're thinking. And it's usually not the thoughts you're thinking about someone else that mess you up. It's usually the thoughts you're thinking about you. And uh, this reminds and, me of that
1: metaphor where, you know, people say you, you create, um, you, you put yourself essentially in your own prison. Um, yeah. You, you keep yourself in your, in your cage, in your own prison, um, you know, no one's making you do anything. There are no have tos, no shoulds, but, but yeah. that's all up to you. If that's the choice, what you're talking mm-hmm. about this year, mm-hmm. that all oh, that we have. I think it was Gandhi. Was,
2: yeah, I, maybe I, I think it was Gandhi that said, "If I would have, if I would have walked out of that prison and not forgiven, I would have still been in prison. Right? Mm. Or if I I would have left that prison without love in my heart, I would have still been in prison, even though I was free." Something to that extent. Right. Um, I'm sure That's someone true. will send me the correct quote, and someone will let me know if it was a Gandhi. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness! Yes, I am sure um, of that. So, Sarah, I um, I'm feeling called maybe to open up to a question or two right now. How um, do you feel about that?
2: I would love to. That? I would love to. Let's do it.
1: Would you? Uh, are you feeling guided to the phone or to the webcast first?
2: Ooh, let's take a, a, a phone call.
1: Okay. Um, go ahead and pick, let's see, how many people do we have? We've got 13 people with their hands raised on the phone. Can you go ahead and pick a number?
2: Let's pick number seven.
1: Okay. All right. I have unmuted number seven from, it says from Wisconsin.
3: Hi, can you hear me? <gasps> yes, Hello. we yes. can. Yay! what's your is first Judy. name? This is Judy. Judy. And I so appreciate it. I've been getting so much information today, so thank you, ladies. Um, uh, I believe I am just completely wrapped in fear, and a lot of what you talked about uh, was me, and I don't want to be the person who uh, chooses to be afraid and live in pain and and uh, all that sort of stuff. Most of my life was that way, and I would really like to get off that wagon. There's just a few things that I don't want to change that need changed and and um that I'm thinking is what's causing it, I should say, um yeah, and it's it's really hard, so i I don't know how to get over this these obstacles. I'm currently not working, I'm currently having health issues, um so that tells you some things right there, uh, but i I could certainly use some inspiration, or
2: um, yeah, let's just talk to it. Feeling- so, yeah, I, so tell us, Judy. And first off, I love I love the name Judy. It carries such beautiful energy for me. I have so many wonderful dear friends named Judy. So, I've, I've loved oh, every Judy I've okay. ever met. So, I just and and um, yeah, I can feel it. I can feel your your very loving, kind presence. So, thank you for being here with us. Thank you. So tell, tell us, so what is the fear? If you really go into it, what is the fear? I, um, as close
3: as I can come to it is, uh, you know, I was born a very, um, psychic, you know, feeling mm-hmm. child, um, and, yeah. and a very yeah. difficult family, which I, I think that resonates with a lot of people. Um, yep, <laughs> and I, I think I was pretty unauthentic for a lot of times because I was the bottom of a uh, of a large family, and it wasn't when you're a bottom of a large family, you don't necessarily get you know get all the um babying as a lot of people, but, what, but uh, yeah, I didn't. But so I, I felt go, like what I, is the fear? Was, um, not being authentic. Um, not getting over my health issues, and um, I really like my husband a whole lot—not just love him, but like him a whole lot. And um, and I'm afraid that might be part of a problem too. I'm not sure, I'm not sure. But well, I, I but just feel
2: what. So if, if you just go into that, and and you know, you talked about your childhood. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: at, at some point in your childhood. You probably felt like you weren't okay for some reason. Is it, is it that sure. you didn't matter? Sure. Is, so is the fear there that you don't matter? Um,
3: well, it's, it's probably close to something like that. Um, maybe not good enough, which I think yeah. is kind of common. Um, yeah. Uh, because,
1: because you probably enough. didn't get your needs and you didn't, if you didn't get your needs met as a child or didn't get the love right. and attention that not good enough, okay. I'm not enough is going to be a big one
3: yeah so, I, I'm sure that's a lot mm-hmm.
2: of it so here so so thank you, I know it's not always easy to go into this childhood stuff and emotions and what you're really feeling it does take a lot of courage and to go back into that but Here's here's the process that, that I like to take people through and, and understanding uh, that when you started having these emotional experiences it, and and you weren't feeling like you were enough and you weren't feeling like you were good enough and what you wanted mattered, you, you sort of started to put your little girl, it, you started to sort of separate her from you, this inner mm-hmm. child, this little girl. And as you've grown up, you are the you that you are now, Judy, but you still have that little girl within you. Okay. And so every time you, the adult Judy says, I, my health doesn't matter. I'm not good enough. My, you know, all these things that are going on in your head that you're saying about yourself, the fears, the subconscious beliefs about yourself that are going around and around and around. What's really happening is. It's like you're going back and saying those things to that little girl. You don't matter. You're not good enough. You're, you're, what you what you see and what you hear and what you know doesn't matter. We don't care. I don't care. I don't want to know what you have to say. You're, you're not good enough. You're not important. And that's what she is hearing. That little girl. Mm-hmm. That's what she's hearing. Every time you think a thought that is other than your truth. And so you can see why your body begins to break down. Because your body is responding to these things that you're saying. And Mm -hmm. thinking about you. Mm -hmm. And they're not true. And that's why they don't feel good. And money... We talked about it, you know, in the very beginning. When you feel powerless in your life, two of the very big ways that that shows up is is financial and your body. And so you've got to get your power back. Now most people think it's like, oh, rah rah power. No, power is going back into that experience. So just close your eyes for a minute, mm. and can you feel? what it's like to be an innocent child, can you feel, can you remember back into being an innocent little girl? Maybe you're outside standing on the grass or twirling around in the grass with the sunshine on your face, maybe with a beautiful dress on just flowing as you twirl around and your hair glistening in the sunshine, just feeling the sunshine on your face and Laughing and the twinkle and the sparkle in your eye. Can you feel that? Yes, I can.
3: That is your innocence.
2: That is your freedom. That is joy. In that moment, you are everything. You are joyful. You are peaceful. You are free. You're happy. You're whole. You're worthy. You're complete. You're, you're radiant and magnificent and you're just feeling love. It's just emanating from you. You are love and you are loved. That is your innocence. And when you go back into that feeling of being that little girl and feeling that level of innocence and freedom and joy within you, every time you connect to that, You're really connecting into your power. Can you feel that?
3: Yes, I can. So just. I
2: can feel it. Yeah, yeah, and you. The the way I sort of like to um, invoke this is if you have a fear come up or anything that comes up in your in your. You're aware that your thoughts are not where you want them to be or you maybe feel your body start to go into fear or you're in a situation where you're starting to feel fear. Just close your eyes and put your hand on your heart and just say, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And once you neutralize that thought, that fear that's coming up just by saying, I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. Neutralize it. You might even want to say something like, I am enough mm. and I matter and I'm loved and I'm important and I have a gift. I have gifts that I'm here to share with the world and they matter. My life matters. I chose this life experience so that I could bring forth my love. And my wisdom and my gifts, my ability to tune in, my intuition, all of that. You you chose this life to bring this in and you matter and it matters. Your life matters, your dreams matter, and you matter. And then you can go into just feeling that innocence within you, feeling that joy and that freedom within you. And you can literally feel every cell in your body responding to it because that is the truth of who you are. That vibration, Mm. that feeling is the truth of who you are. And the more you can feel that and the more you can tune into that and shift yourself when you go into fear and... And spend more of your time going back into your childhood, feeling your innocence and your joy and your freedom. And then develop a relationship with this little girl. That's so interesting because I have a wonderful client, and she was she was talking about she has she has these beautiful children that she just loves and and she's such a wonderful mother, and and she was having the same feeling that she didn't matter. and nothing she ever did was ever enough and she's always busy always on the go always taking care of everyone else and yet what she was telling the little child within her was i don't have time for you what mm. you want doesn't matter yeah yeah i know you want to spend time with me but i don't have time for you that's what she was telling the little girl within her and she would never say that to her child ever her t- to her children So the things we say to our inner child, we would never say to anyone. And that part of you, that aspect of you, is still very, very much running the show. Our little little child is really the one running the show here. And she or he either thinks she's good enough and worthy of having a healthy, vibrant body and an abundant life and... Prosperity and and love and being accepted and honored, right? And if she doesn't, that's where the misalignment comes in. That's how that shows up in our life right now when when we're not healthy or not abundant or not in a loving relationship or feeling depressed. Does that make sense, Judy? Yeah, it does. A lot of it makes sense.
3: Um, some of the how-tos uh, I'll need to work on, but um, yeah. The how is sense. not up
2: to you. But what you want is up to you. How it happens and when it happens is not our job. Your job is to claim what you want. And and the easiest way to figure out what you want is when you're clear on what you don't want, I I don't want to be sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And it makes it really clear on what you want. I want to be vibrant. I want to be radiant. I want to be alive. I want to be in a healthy body. I want to experience wellness. I want to experience well-being. I claim my well-being. I claim my perfect health. I claim that my body is vibrant and radiant and alive and energetic. And I feel good. And then from there you take that affirmation. I feel and I'm I'm worth it. (laughs) And I'm worth it. And it matters that I feel good. Yeah. And it matters that I feel good. So this is how you reprogram your subconscious mind. Most people think, oh that sounds pretty difficult. It's really this simple. I feel so good. I feel so good if you want to reprogram your brain around your health or your body or healing, I feel so good. And now you're directing your energy and your brain to go out and find something that's in alignment to that. I feel so good. I feel so good. And literally you're directing your energy to go find anything and everything that's in alignment with you feeling good You're directing your brain to start thinking about feeling good. And your brain starts responding to it. And maybe you even start having dreams where you feel really, really good and you're running on the beach and you're free. And then maybe someone comes into your life that helps you to remove barriers to your own self-healing so that you can start experiencing health and well-being. But it begins to attract those things to you because of what you're putting out there and how you're directing your energy. And I want to go back right at this point and talk again just really quick about um, understanding that, you know, in Christianity, there are the angels. You pray to God, right, that we have ascended masters. There's uh, St. Germain and Jesus and Mother Mary and and there's the archangels, Archangel Michael. We, some people talk about their team or their council or their higher self or their guide, Right. All of these things are aspects are are an extension of you. They are an extension of you. So you have to direct them. You have to ask for their help. You have to tell them what to do. But I, I'm going to give this example to people. If you went into a restaurant and you sat down at the table, and the waitress came over and said, "What can I get you? What do you want?" And you said, um, I'll have the cheeseburger. No, no, wait, no, I better have a salad. I better have a salad. Yeah, I want a salad with chicken. No, 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 I don't want chicken. How about I have soup? Do you have soup? Yeah, no, I think I want soup. Now, nah, you know, I'm just going to, no, nah, I'm going to have a sandwich. I, I mean, the waitress would be like, okay, okay, honey, I'll come back. You let me know when you're ready, <laughs> right? This is the yeah. same thing that your guides are doing, that your angels are doing, that your team is doing. If you are not ready to order, they are, they have infinite patience and they have no judgment. They will wait. But you have to direct them. You have to order what you want. You have to ask for what you want with clarity. Yeah. Be clear. The other key, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, and I'm certainly not saying this is you, Judy, by any means. But the big aha we've been having in our master's class community and in, in my community is that as powerfully as you might be attracting what you want to you, you might also be equally powerfully repelling it because of some fear. And how this is showing up, showing up for many people in health recently is there's been, been people that have been saying for. For a, a year, right that I, that I, I want my perfect health and, and they're experiencing it on some level, but there's still something there. and when we really got to the bottom of it, for quite a lot of them, their health was the thing that sort of led to their awakening. It maybe was the thing that started to open them up to what was possible and to seek healing modalities outside of traditional medicine and um, very similar to, to your story, Taang and and for a lot of them they were one of one or two in particular they were working really really hard in corporate jobs totally overdoing it breaking down their body they got sick they ended up not being able to work they ended up on a spiritual path and and so much of who they are has been about their their disease or their illness that there is even a fear of being well now there's a fear of being in perfect health now because so much of who they are has been tied up in whatever disease or illness or misalignment they have. And for some of them, they have disability because of these things. And so there's this fear of, well, what if this money wasn't coming in? Or, or what if I had to go get a job? Or who would I be without this illness or misalignment?
1: And, Sarah, I just want to add, to a lot of people, um, once they're in, you know, with the illness and identifying with it, it's, it's the way a lot of us uh, speak personally and from a lot of my clients. It's the way we finally got our needs met. It's the way that we finally yes. allowed ourselves to rest and um, say no to everybody else's um, pressures and, um, you know, demands on us. So I think... Uh, and, Judy, again, I'm not saying yeah. that for you either, but just it
2: felt no, important, just important to add that. I'm
1: taking yes. Yeah. Yeah,
3: just
2: felt yeah I, to I had that. a client doing a session one time, and she had cancer, and, and and she had this realization that in having cancer, it was the first time her husband ever paid attention to her. Yeah, well, He right. went to doctor appointments with her, He he! finally, for the first time after 30 years, put her first over his career. Ooh, I just got chills when you said that. And there was such a fear of letting go of the cancer because he might just go back to making everything else more important than her. Hmm. And this is Uh, how powerful we are. This is how powerful... We are. So there's no right or wrong here. Her, her creating cancer or her fear of, of, releasing it, is not wrong. And if if she chooses to continue that experience, it's not wrong. It might be a limited use of her power. Right? Maybe what she really, really wants is is to be totally in her power and healthy and vibrant and alive and have a beautiful loving relationship. But, Mm -hmm. but this is not a time to start judging yourself. If you're having a realization right now that maybe this is something you have experienced, this is not about judging yourself. It is just about consciousness. It is just, this is what we mean when we talk about letting it come to the light. That's the most difficult part.
1: Just let it come to the light. Awareness and acceptance. Mm -hmm. Awareness Mm -hmm. and acceptance.
2: Yeah. 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 Thank you for your question, Judy.
3: You just gave me a wonderful gift. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And and Judy, I I just want to
1: add Judy, I'm I'm from Wisconsin. And (laughs) um, so that's kind of funny. When I saw Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. the other the thing that just came in that I feel guided to share with you is that one of the reasons also you have illness in your body is you've been stuffing your gifts. Um mm-hmm. your your yeah. psychic so, you know, the psychic gifts, your sensitivities um that that's
3: you been really since
1: I, I was a child, right.
2: And now yeah, I'm not sure.
3: yeah. Yeah. So,
2: so Judy of, and anybody else Yeah, yeah sorry <laughs> mm-hmm. to interrupt you. I uh, no, no. Anybody that is feeling this, this is so big right now, what Judy and, and Tanya are talking about. You are being asked right now to step into your spiritual role. And so if money yeah. is not showing up for you or something is not showing up for you, it is because you are being asked to step into your spiritual role. And we just did a course called The 11 Spiritual Roles of the Soul. And there's a, a short ebook. If anybody would like me to send it to them, um, email me it. at Sarah, Sarah S a r a at sarahlandon.com and I will send it to you and it lists out the 11 spiritual roles of the soul. And I'll tell you really quick what they are. And then you can really dive into which ones um, you're here to, to bring, but there is um, the seer, the messenger, the coder, which is people who do light language, sacred geometry, those types of things, the uplifter. The way-shower, the dreamer, the connector, the guide, um, and I'm, let's see, the healer, and let's see, what am I forgetting? The uh, anyway, there's eleven. But um, <laughs> get,
1: email Sarah so you can get them all. <laughs> I did
2: them. I did them out of. I did them out of order, and now I can't remember which one I missed. But um, anyway, the. In addition to the roles you're here to play as, you know, mother, father, husband, you know, dentist, admin, carpenter, whatever, right? We are here to step into these spiritual roles, and your whole life has been leaving you clues and preparing you to step into them, and now is the time. So if you are really feeling Mm -hmm. called to do that, send me a quick email at sarah at com, and I will send you the short ebook on those 11 spiritual roles. Um, and you can begin to identify with them. We just did a course on this as well. That's available on my website, which is discounted. Um, and it's called the 11 spiritual roles of the soul, but it's a four part online series that you can, you can check it out, Com. If, if you have any questions, you can email me about that, but that is so great. if you guys. Now, so I'm
1: so glad. To um, and you guys on webcast, and, and even if you're not on the webcast, um, if you go to tanyapenny.com and click on podcast on the top, the link that is under going to be under this um, amazing conversation will take you. Um, the link that says Reclaim Your Power will also take you to the 11 Spiritual Roles of the Soul. They are actually on the same page yeah. as me and Sarah yeah, discussed they are earlier. on the same page. So, yeah. Judy, and, thank, you so, the, yeah. thank, thank you, you so much. Thank
3: you so much. Thank you so much, Sarah.
2: I am in your master class. Oh, wonderful, Judy. Thank you. Thank you for being part of the master's class. Yes. Yes. Thank
3: you. Thank you Mm. so much. Take care of it, ladies.
2: Bye-bye. You too, Judy. Judy. Love you. Oh, I just, I, oh, I just, we get to do the most amazing work. I mean, I just feel (laughs) so much love when we do things like that. I just feel so much love right now for Judy and just, oh, awesome. So thank you.
1: Yeah and it, I think it's so wonderful too when we um when you have somebody live on the phone like that and they're sharing and we're sharing it's like it's not just about what it's like everyone listening probably resonated mm-hmm. with something something oh yeah that um yeah. that you know Judy was um was struggling with so yeah, yeah. thank you Sarah thank you and I know yeah. we kind of also went in a little bit um to your your um, program but let's talk a little bit about your free gift um, which is the best of the council can you tell us a little Uh, bit about what what the best of the council is
2: yes so this is a a collaboration of some of my most favorite favorite uh, teachings from the council all on audio Um, and there are nine parts it's it's five plus hours long, but it really starts out with what is the dream in your heart and really getting into how to connect into the dream in your heart and why it matters. It, it mm-hmm. really, your dream is in your heart for a reason and it matters and you've got to live it. It's why you're here. And so um, this, this whole series starts out with really identifying what is the dream in your heart And then how to tap into infinite supply and wealth and abundance. Um, One of the third parts is embracing your life purpose and how to manifest impeccably, which is a whole another hour and a half conversation that is just so much fun. This is really the evolution of where we're going, which is powerfully manifesting, but doing so in a way that is impeccable and in your highest and best good and what that really feels like, um, which is to manifest your soul's desires. And then mm-hmm. how to know if you're on the right path or not. This is a question I get so often. Am I on the right path or not? And it's it's a really powerful piece from the council about how to know whether you're on the right path or not. And then um, what is the most important thing that you can achieve in the human experience? That part um the difference between taking inspired action and motivation um, and then really getting to a place where you have this clean slate and absolute freedom. Um, And then it sort of ends with how to hold the light for others. So there's nine pieces. They're all clips of the best of the council. It's totally free. Um, I know you're going to share the links with everybody, but please go on and listen to that. It's all in a streaming access link, so you can stream it. Lot, uh, stream it um real time from anywhere, or if you click on the button on the right, you can download all of those uh, onto your phone or wherever um, but I really go listen to that it um it was really fun to put together and i and I hope everybody will take advantage of that
1: yes, and I already um a few weeks ago downloaded it and um And have been listening, and it's amazing, you guys. I highly recommend um, the way that you access that is if you're on the webcast, which I see a lot of you are today. Mm -hmm. You can go and click the button um, at the bottom of the screen that actually says the best of the council or the council's best. I can't remember which words I used, but um, you can't miss it. It's It's a big button on the bottom of the screen. (laughs) (laughs) And um, if you're on the phone... Yep, and if you're on the phone or you're listening on iTunes or Podbean later on, you can go to TanyaPenny.com and click on Podcast on the top of the screen, and it'll take you to the page that has this amazing conversation as well as all of the other coaches, healers, and leaders. And right underneath this conversation, you're going to see a link that says the council's best or the best of the council. And you can just click on that to go grab the free gift. And then Sarah, I know we talked a little bit about 11 Roles of the Soul, but can you talk a little bit about your special offer, Reclaim Your Power?
2: Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm so excited to share this with you guys. For all of you who want to go deeper into this conversation about reclaiming your power and living beyond fear and specifically identifying what your limiting beliefs and fears are and transforming them. Uh, We are doing a live course that starts next Thursday, March 22nd. It's going to be five weeks. All of the calls are recorded and replays are provided, but they are going to be live calls and live Q&A. myself and the council. And uh, for those of you who know him, John Burgos will be doing some um, guest teaching and facilitating of that as well. But it's going to be amazing. We're going to start with, first off, when you purchase that, you will automatically receive a very special live kickoff message from the council, which was just absolutely phenomenal. We recorded it last week and it was just... Uh, it was totally out of this world. (laughs) It was just amazing. So they literally took like every session they've had on this subject and, and stuffed it into a little over an hour. And it was an amazing message. So um, we're going to start the course with opening Pandora's box of fears, which is really figuring out what your deepest core fears and limiting beliefs are. Um, Then we're going to go into the Holy grail of your power, which is why your own power is so mysterious and elusive and how to get over the fear and judgment of power and really start to understand when you started giving your power away and why. And then we're going to get into part three, which is taking back the power over your life. And so really understanding real authentic forms of power. And one of my most favorite things that the council teaches, which is how to become an alchemist of love and really learn how to or remember how to transform fear Back into love um, in in this life and in all lives. It's, it's really extraordinary. And then um, number four, part number four, which is activate your spiritual powers to live beyond fear. So this is going to be really fun. Uh, this is like your inner child getting some some superpowers and really activating your spiritual powers um, and and unique points of powers that you have. There there are seven spiritual powers, and we'll get into how you. Um, activate them and and the fifth part, which is uh, I just can't wait for this message, um, which is about integrating your ascended master self. Who is your ascended master self, and how do you really integrate that into your being to harness the power within you to live your highest potential? So um, please, please, please join us for this course. Um, it's It's been heavily discounted. There's even a two-payment option, um, and it starts next Thursday. If you go ahead and, and purchase, uh, whenever you purchase, you will get the um, very special kickoff message. But I encourage you all, if you want to go deeper into this conversation about reclaiming your power and living beyond fear, um, please join us on Thursday the 22nd for uh, this Awesome, awesome new course coming up. So thank you for letting me share that.
1: Check out Sarah's Reclaim Your Power offer. Again, you can, if you're on the webcast, there is a link towards the bottom of the screen that actually says Reclaim Your Power. And those of you on the phone, iTunes, Podbean, you can go to TanyaPenny.com, click on Podcast. And again, scroll down to Sarah and click on Reclaim Your Power. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's so amazing. Next week, like, that you chose to start it next week, Sarah, is, <laughs> is no coincidence, given given the equinox. Yes. So, yes. awesome. Yes. Thank you so yeah. much. And, and just a reminder, also, you guys, if you haven't yet, um, to grab my free gift, the Divine You and the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit, uh, the 10 Keys Blueprint. There's an audio lesson. I'm doing, actually, a free virtual class today called fill your cup. So if you sign up, you'll get the info to attend live or the replay today. And um, also you can check out the divine you program, which starts on March 21st as well. So awesome, man, Sarah, I feel like we just covered so much in today's (laughs) call and just thank you so much for um, being the light, shining your light and just sharing just sharing everything that you did today and that you continue to share in all the other ways that um, you put yourself out in the world. Just thank you so much.
2: Mm. Oh, thank you. This has just been wonderful. And, yeah, I, I have no idea how an hour and a half just flew by. It was just it. Was <laughs> I know. Incredible. We had so, some. <laughs> well, we could,
1: we could probably do a whole course, um, you know, a whole year-long course on fear. So yeah. um, I think that um, was probably yeah. pretty helpful for a lot yeah. of people today.
2: So, and uh, and again, you know, go ahead. Sorry. Oh,
1: yeah. No, I was just going to say, you know, so everybody listening today, you know, I know this was a lot of information. I do recommend that you go back and re-listen. I know that in conversations like this for me, I I need I want to go back and re-listen because I always get some nugget. I always hear something new when I'm ready to hear it.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And if you just remember one thing from this, you know, definitely go back and listen, but just practice this one thing. It's so amazing. I I actually first talked about this with John Burgos and I said, you know, when your children were young and they were in fear, what did you do? And he said, you know, I put my arm around them and I comforted them. And, and, and that's when we're in fear, that's what we want. That's what we need really. And so you have the ability to do that for yourself and to soothe your own body. And just by closing your eyes, and you don't even have to close your eyes if you're driving, whatever, just put your hand on your heart and say, I'm okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. And just breathe and just repeat it until you feel that fear neutralized and it no longer has the grasp on you just practice this one thing and it will really shift your life uh we talked about so many other things but just i still do this anytime i feel a fear come up it's it's just really powerful so i i love you all thank you for listening to us today and for being a part Mm. of this even though you know you we were the ones talking um you you were all part of this conversation and, and bringing your your love and your energy and your questions and your awareness is really what created this beautiful conversation today. So thank you.
1: Mm, thank you, Sarah. And just to add on to the um, the little reminder of the simple but very powerful tool you gave, yeah, I think for a lot of us, it's just learning to show up and be that parent that mm-hmm. we never that we maybe didn't get when when we were growing yeah. up, right? To to get that. Yeah that loving, soothing, um, be, be that to ourselves. Um, I think, yep, I think exactly. it's really, it's really, is really key. So yeah. So thank you everybody for joining us for Vibrant Body and Abundant Life. This concludes our series for this month and you can join me again next month. And if you want to receive reminders for that, you can go ahead and click on com and on podcast. And there's, a little link there um, under Sarah's conversation, our conversation today, as well as the others, um, where you can go ahead and get the link and receive reminders. Um, and yeah, make sure to check out some of the other conversations, um, receive some of the other gifts, and just yeah, see what resonates with you. And um, may you find, may you find the people that are meant to be on your, I guess your cosmic team right now, your your healing uh. team, and. Um, yeah. So just thank you, everybody. And I look forward to seeing you next month. And remember, progress not
0: perfection. Bye. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit TanyaPenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.